Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Welcome to episode seven. And here we are. Um, we're back in our own separate places now. It's so sad. Oh. I'm not with you on your couch and in your family room or whatever you call that room. Second living room. The room with the couch that was there. It's actually a hide bed, but... Oh, it's oh, a hide. Not at least, not by. Yeah, brute force might move a hide a bed. Yep, <laughs> maybe. Anyway, awesome, awesome. Well, we have been uh, catching up because we haven't really talked much all week, so it's one of those things that this podcast allows for us to have that time to catch up and check in on each other and see how things are going. And while I'm sure that some of our stories would be hilarious. Um, we don't share all of our stories on our podcast, but, um, but as we were talking, we'll probably uh, get a letter from headquarters. <laughs> well, we might get a letter from a lot of people. <laughs> we might get, yeah, well, we'll just leave that up to the imagination. Anyway, we're chatting about different things that we're talking about in life. And um, uh, one of the things that I am doing uh, kind of, as an extra thing that I do is uh, going through the book of Proverbs with a group on Monday nights and shout out to those ladies who are there on Monday nights. If you're listening to this cool shout out to you guys. Um, I know we talked about this on Monday, but I'm going to elaborate on some of this, but um, I do want to start by saying that my favorite proverb tongue in cheek, my favorite proverb is Proverbs 24 or excuse me, 27, 14 which states that if a man loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse, <laughs> um, which is a little hilarious given the fact that my normal wake up time is like four 30 in the morning. But I will say that I don't loudly bless my neighbors at that time because I don't think they'd appreciate it very much. You just, get them to start, you just get them to start praying early when they roll over and go, Oh my God. Oh, heavens. Goodness <laughs> gracious that salvation army lady over there anyway um but but to be fair my actual favorite proverb because because while that's funny and while that's very true i mean the the proverbs honestly some great truths in proverbs right the the whole idea of this book of wisdom these wise sayings um is just amazing but in proverbs chapter 30 i go to this uh consistently in my life just as a reminder And this is what it says, chapter 30 of Proverbs, starting at verse seven, it says this, two things I ask of you, Lord, do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Mm. And I just love, love that. Because one, it talks about keeping falsehood and lies from my mouth. So keep me honest, keep me truthful, keep, keep me on the straight and narrow. Um, And looking at the world today, we need that. Uh, We need not just to be honest, but to be forthright, to be, you know, people who have integrity. Um, And then secondarily, I love keep, you know, this, this idea of, don't make me rich or poor, right? Keep me from yep. poverty and keep me from being wealthy. This, this riches, um, not wealthy in this. Yeah. Just riches, like overwhelming riches. 
um, give me only my daily bread, which of course, man, that give me my only, only my daily bread is like a hyperlink to the Lord's prayer. Right. I go, I go straight to the gospels and, and Jesus praying that prayer. Give me, give me Lord today, my daily bread. Um, but this idea that if we, if we do have too much, we think we're self-sufficient, right? We think- well, and the thing is, um, when we, when we get too much, we think we still don't have enough. Ah, uh, that too. That too. Cause, um, because there's always something better and shinier. Now, um, friends don't judge me too much, but one of my guilty pleasures is Dr. Phil. And I'm just going to say it. Okay. It just, I don't. <laughs> Dr. Phil. You know, right. Okay. So right. <clears throat> sometimes like when I watch people just who are off the wall, it makes me feel better about my own life and circle. Anyway, <laughs> I don't the take it for a sound. The advice. first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> but it's one of my like when I want something just in the background. Dr. Phil's my guy. And then Judge Judy after anyway, not important to this conversation. Um, but there was this guy on Dr. Phil who um um he'd be like he got a new boat and then he went on the boat and saw someone with a better boat. So he immediately went back and got that boat, like that kind of thing. Like um, he bought, um, the, his wife said he buys like a new car, like every six months Wow! because it's the new thing, you know, and he's like all of this money in debt and all of this, um, stuff, because he's just, he, he just says, as soon as I pick it up, all this thing, I think I wanted it, it's lost its luster mm. because there's something better. And, and, and it just got me thinking about, you know, I was, you know, sometimes you get kind of judgy, but I'm thinking, do I do that sometimes? You know, there's, and I mean, not even with stuff. I'm like, there's always kids who are more well-behaved. There's always a husband who's more doting to his wife in my eyes, right? There's always dogs right. that don't chew their people's shoes up or there's, right. or there's, you know, um, uh, and in work life, there's core members who are nice to their people and, uh, buildings that are great and yeah, gardens that actually grow things and don't die like they do under my you know, hand. Um, and, and, and that kind of comparison game, if you if you, if you're looking for things or circumstances or people, um, to meet your need, they'll always fail. Mm -hmm. And what this verse reminds me of is just give me enough so that I remember who I am. And I remember who you are. Give me enough that I don't think I can do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And that could be for talent. That could be, I mean, I just think about all of these well, gosh, they, they're even creating shows about this um, as um, too, like where um, mega churches that fall. And I'm not saying anything against big churches or that whole construct. But when you get too big and then you start to think, oh, it's because I'm talented or um, knowledgeable or mm -hmm. handsome or beautiful or and I and my administrative skills are all the thing that, that this has worked. Well, that's a it's a false platform. Right. Yep. And when you get too big, you can start to think, oh, maybe this is about me, you know? Yeah, and, sometimes you can lose your focus. Yeah, or you get too desperate and then you start mm -hmm. making dumb, dumb decisions or, um, mm -hmm. or, and I think when people get desperate, that's when you rationalize sin. Ooh, yeah. Um, desperation, so people, desperation leads to rationalization of sin. I like that. It, I mean, it does, right? You're like, mm -hmm. well. I was poor, right? So I had to go and steal from this person who was rich. Absolutely. Right? That's, a, that's a rationalization of sin. 
Or I'm rich and I don't have time to do that thing you want me to do. Right. I have, I have all these plates spinning. I'm doing all these things. Or I'm rich and they're poor because they're lazy. And why is that my fault? Right. Or, or <laughs> that. Yep. Yeah. This rationalization of, um, of stuff. And so, but I think what God is saying is be content. And of course it reminds me of that, that wildly misquoted verse of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens, who strengthens me. And of yep. course you need to look at context and what he's the, the thing right before that is I've learned to be rich and poor and be, you know, yep. satisfied content, and hungry. Yep. Content in every situation because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And and this is not a natural human thing. This was this is the problem with the Garden of Eden. I think there's more. Yep. I am not content. The thing with the Garden of Eden was the promise of knowledge that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Right. And saying, I think I want to be in charge of my own destiny. I think I want all the pieces to know what's going on. And so I'm not going to trust you. I'm going to try to figure this out on my own. Right. I don't trust and that I- you've given me enough. I'm trust that yeah. I, I believe that you're hiding things from me. You're hiding information and knowledge that I need. Yep. Yep. And I think also, <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. I said, and we know how that ended. C- correct. Not, not good for anyone for the rest of time. Uh, <laughs> but as you were talking about the never enough in the Dr. Phil gentleman, I thought, I thought immediately back and I use this example a lot when I'm teaching, especially teaching kids, although kids today ne- hasn't necessarily seen this movie, but the Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, the only good one. Right. I I concur. (laughs) We'll receive hate mail from that maybe. But anyway, um, I liked the first one. I can't speak for the other ones. But but the first one, you have that scene where Barbosa is with, and I cannot remember her name, but Kira Knightley plays her. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you, Elizabeth Swan. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, And he asks her to eat this apple right and Mm -hmm. she then thinks maybe it's poison or whatever he's like i assure you it's not poison she eats it and he is like just watching her enjoy this wonderful juicy apple and why well because because of their greed they have become living skeletons and all food tastes Mm -hmm. as ash in their mouth they can they're never satisfied they're never sated Mm -hmm satiated by what they've consumed what they've acquired what they've gotten they will live the rest of their cursed life never satisfied never content and that's honestly how sin works man it mm-hmm. anything that that is sinful is never going to be enough right i can't just eat one oreo cookie <laughs> it's never it's not enough and pretty soon the whole package is gone. And I wonder where it went because I can't even blame it on anyone else. Like I don't have kids to blame it on. And I know Cooper's not eating my Oreo cookies because he's not allowed to have that. But like, it's, we do this all the time where we want something, we get it. And then you're like, okay, well, but the, what's the next thing? Like you barely play with it. I mean, kids play with boxes before they play with the toys in those boxes sometimes mm-hmm. at Christmas. Anyway. Yeah, I was actually um, just about to go through all of my kids' stuff and just get rid of what they <laughs> don't have. And I'm like, gosh, I remember picking this out for you. And, and you probably played with it one time. And now it's in the box, which is overflowing with American materialism. Right. 
<laughs> you know, and I'm like, gosh, how did it get this way? But I know who did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think of the same thing with my Legos. Never enough. Never enough Legos. Um, and and yet I still buy and I still play. I, at least I play. I guess at least I play with them. Although, to be fair, I usually build them and then set them up and they look pretty on my shelves. <laughs> So um, going back to this daily bread thing too. Um, so I've always kind of correlated in, in the Lord's prayer, the daily bread with the daily word of God. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so, and when I'm thinking of now kind of through this, I'm thinking about that. Is God holding something out for me or holding something from me? I mean, okay. Withholding. Um, yeah. With, thank you. <laughs> withholding <laughs> Anytime I can be of assistance. Um, and, and thinking is the knowledge that I have of the things that are going on in the world and in myself and in my family's life and whatever, do I have the knowledge from the Lord that I need at this moment Mm. to have faith? Um, and sometimes that can be hard. Um, so me and, and some of my friends uh, before this were talking about resiliency and being able to, to get back up. Right. And I think about every kind of action movie or hero or hero saga. Right. And there's always a moment when the hero falls down. Right. Yep. And the, the, the enemy has thinks that he's won and they're down on the ground. And then there's something that sparks. Usually sometimes even they do like a flash of like the person they're trying to rescue or a vision of or the people are like, come on, get up, you know, yeah. and they find this resolve within themselves to get up and then have the final final showdown when the enemy thought he had won um and i think that is a picture of resiliency to find that thing inside when you've lost all else say what is the thing i can hold on to and i think with 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 the things of the lord you can say i know that i don't know all the pieces i don't necessarily know how this battle is going to go except that i know who i'm fighting for Mm -hmm. And I know who's with me and I know who's on my team and I know what goodness is. Right. And so giving us our daily bread is saying, give us what we need to know for what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, because sometimes we want more. I won't move until I know what God's going to do. Right. Well, okay. Um, and I love that William Booth quote. Um, that says, I'm not going to wait for a movement of God. I'm going to be a movement mm-hmm. of God, Yeah, you know? Um, and sometimes I can be foolhardy, but, <laughs> but other times to know, I, I already have what I need to do something because if I, God would have given it to me if I needed it. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's I mean, you, can, you can get ahead of God, certainly, um, yes. and be foolhardy, but I think um, knowing that God provides each day, our daily bread, each day, the sufficient sufficiency onto today. In fact, um, that brings up what I, I was at the beach this morning with Cooper cause I love Mantuac and it's gorgeous. And I was, I was talking, I do, do video on there, but I was talking about Sabbath. And then I was pondering on this idea of Sabbath and taking a rest, stopping from your work, your toil, stopping from your self-sustaining efforts. And trusting that God is sufficient onto your needs. So mm-hmm. the so the point of Sabbath, back back when the Sabbath was instituted, 
um, the premise was all the other nations around Israel worked seven days a week. In fact, I think actually in the ancient Near East, they had a 10 day week and it didn't matter. You didn't get a day off. There was no weekend. There was no time off. Like you just worked every day, all day. You just did your, your toiling, your working. Yep. I just like that word toil anyway. Um, but the idea that God brings in this, this rest day, this day of rest as you are separate. You are my people. You are uh, different, set apart, holy mm-hmm. people. And this is one of the indicators of that is I stopped and rest on, rested on the seventh day of creation. This is a day holy. Spend it with me. Spend it resting. Trust that in the six other days of the week mm-hmm. that there is sufficiency to cover the seventh day. You know, I think mm. of the manna in the desert, right? If they, if they stored that manna overnight on any of the other days of the week, it would rot the second day, right? They couldn't, right. they couldn't have a surplus. This Proverbs 30 was what their life was. They had enough manna to cover that day's needs, not overabundance, not an underabundance, under, what's the word for that? I don't even know. It's not underabundance. Anyway, not enough. There you go. Um, but yet on Friday, They would collect two days worth and it wouldn't rot. Well, why? Because God is in the business of sustaining his people in his way. And his way is every week. There's a practice, this intentionality of stopping, Mm -hmm. resting, finding your provision, finding your sufficiency, finding your needs in God alone. And that it's not self-sustained. We're not self-sustaining creatures. We're sustained by God. Mm. And it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. Yes. And then also, yeah, we're meant to also like enjoy the gifts God's given us and enjoy life. <clears throat> Correct. And um, sometimes I think the Sabbath is in the way that we do it has gotten too much into um, just pleasure seeking, but finding pleasure in the things that God has given us and the Lord mm-hmm. um, and being with him. Yeah. And knowing that he is enough. Yeah. I feel like the rhythms of life, my rhythms of life, day in and day out. I mean, we have seasons of busyness, right? Anybody does. It doesn't matter what your job is, what your life looks like. There will be seasons of of slowness and seasons of of really fast paced. You feel like you don't get any sleep because you just boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. But if we get into the, to the rhythm of once a week stopping, and again, as you said, not pleasure seeking, right? Not spending that Sabbath day on the things that not just on, I, you know, I don't mind, you know, there's something to be said for, for things that are enjoyable, but understanding that that time is, is, is set apart for God. Um, Mm -hmm. I will, I will say that every time that I've, that I've honored the Sabbath as a godly practice, that I had enough energy for the rest of the week. I had enough energy, uh, to get me through some difficult circumstances. I had enough, um, spiritual fortitude as it were for, for the week. And, and when my life did not hold the daily or the weekly rhythm, of Mm. Sabbath of time spent away, then I didn't have enough. I was always tired or 
the spiritual fortitude was not there and I'd give in to temptation or give in to, you know, nitpickiness or anger or frustration or lashing out at people because, because the, the fruit of the spirit, which Mm -hmm. is often replenished and grown in those times of Sabbath or can be in those rhythms, um, what just wasn't there because I wasn't being intentional. Um, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, right? He's not going to force your hand. Um, but just well, it's, like, a, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to for something better, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say we can go about our own way and just, you know, do whatever. But it's not going to satisfy the way it's going to be when when it's done the way that God said, because his way is best, right? And that trusting, that trusting to know God's way is best. Yeah. Uh, I go back to it all the time. Said it at Bible study last night. God is God and I am not. Yes. God is yes. God and you are not. Um, and, you know, there's reasons he think put things in place. And sometimes, you know, I think back to um, think about our six pound brains <laughs> are not, are not big enough to, uh, to wrap our heads around God. And right. so when he puts puts these things into practice and asks us to put these things into practice, um, there's good reason for it. And I think even if we're logical about it, we'd see the benefit of, of taking a rest. Um, but not just a rest in the sense of simply ceasing from our labor, but a rest that is full of the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that can be done in a plethora of different ways. I mean, there's no, I think when people start to try to do a do or do not list of the Sabbath, that's why it gets tricky because God interacts because, because we are unique and God interacts with us uniquely. Right. And so not everyone's what rest looks like to them is going to be the same kind of thing. I I talk about this sometimes my husband can sit in a quiet room in solitude for hours. I cannot do that. (laughs) I tried, I tried to be, I'm going to be just as spiritual as you. And I went in there for, for 10 hours to find out it was 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> and I, yeah. I wanted to bang my whole head on the wall. I mean, it wasn't restful for me. Right. 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 I find rest in creating stuff or doing stuff or study. Yeah. So that's where my brain finds rest, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he is, my husband is not that way, you know, and right. if we compare what our daily bread looks like, mm. um, it won't, it won't, uh, it won't ma- match. Right. right? <laughs> and, right. Um, and, and that's again, that comparison game, because we can definitely compare our spirituality with other people's. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then, because, but then with the, the trouble with that is it becomes about us. Right. Right. I hear all the time. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not like them. I can't. Yeah. They got it. I know you're not like them. I don't need another them. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> we need a you. That's why you're here. Right. There are, there are no, right. There are no spectators in the kingdom of heaven. You're mm-hmm. here because you offer something. What is it? I don't know. And sometimes it might not be on the surface, but I know that you offer something or you wouldn't be here. Right. Right. The Holy Spirit brought you here for whatever reason. And it isn't just to take. That's a whole different convo, but <laughs> I feel like we need to write that one down and, and have yeah. that, have that conversation out. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
we we can tend to well my sabbath is like this and so everybody's sabbath should look like this no my i enjoy going out in nature going down to the beach walking in the in the woods um spending time with cooper in the backyard reading studying um even even being solitude and restful although i don't know that i can hold out like your husband can for hours and hours i could probably do a couple i could do more than 10 minutes but but um but I, I once had a pastor back back in the day, probably 20 years ago now, maybe even more. His, his Sabbath, he said, I do yard work. And he said, a lot of people get cranky because, well, that's doing something. That's work. But he said, for me, that's, that's a spiritual exercise, spending time with the Lord. It's not, for him, it's not toil. But for me, yard work, yard work is not Sabbath for me. Yard work, work is like, oh my gosh, like shoot me in the foot so I can go back in my house. I don't, I don't mind mowing lawn, but then you get the weed whacker out and then you pull the weeds and I, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but for him, that was a spiritual exercise. That was a Sabbath exercise that he was still stopping from his self-sustaining light efforts, right? He was still stopping from his toil and effort on his own behalf. And he was just spending time with the Lord. He happened to be raking leaves or something, you know, but um, each person, and and we can't say your way is wrong necessarily. Um, and comparison in general, Amanda can can get us in trouble, right? I mean, anything we do that starts to put things, putting ourselves against other Christians is unhelpful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always, um, because we're all one. We're all right there. Um, there are no denominations in heaven. Right. I love the jokes that talk about that, right? <laughs> right. <clears throat> yes. Like, be quiet going along this room. Those are the Baptists. They think they're the only ones there. Go quiet along this room. They're the Lutherans. They think they're the only ones there. Go quietly. They're the Salvationists. They're the, think they're the only ones there. No, it's um, the people of God are, we are one in Christ. And I think that, we will be surprised when we, when we find ourselves on the other side of who is there and who is not there. Oh yeah. I'm, I'll, no, I won't be. I was going to say, I'll be surprised that I'm there, but I know that I'm secure my Lord, but. <laughs> Do we need to have Don't a conversation worry. after the recording Don't, is done? Amanda? Don't worry about me, friends. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but some of you guys, no, I'm just kidding. But. Oh, God, God, God is so good. He's so good. He gives us our daily bread. He gives us our sufficiency for our day promises to never leave us, never forsake us. Right. And I think about those lies, right? You're talking about, you talked about um, keeping ourselves from lies, but keep lies from us, right? Those lies, the world is constantly feeding us lies Mm -hmm. all the time. And and usually, usually it's lies about what will satisfy, right? That was the serpent's lie to Eve. What is going to actually satisfy you? Right. Um, and the message is, um, is strong and it's more prevalent than we know. Yeah. Um, and to say, so keep our mind from those, from those lies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just reminded me of, so I'm, I feel like I'm always on a diet <laughs> because I know I should be healthier. But it yeah. seems like whenever I, um, so, okay. So I'm trying intermittent fasting. So my window is 12 to eight. So I can, so I fast up until noon and then I can eat until 
eight, and then I stop eating at 8 p.m. No, normal meals in between there. But it seems like every day that I've been somewhere, someone before noon has like offered me a delicious something. <laughs> and this never happened before. So I'm like, what? Right. Where was the cake last time I wasn't doing, you know? Right. Um, but I know that those things are not like, I need to remain disciplined saying that that cake might feel good for the moment. Right. Um, but it's going to derail me from my goal. Right. Right. Um, and then, and then the world, all these things that are satisfying, oh yeah, that shiny new, whatever, or blah, blah, blah. It's going to feel good in the moment. Yeah. Um, but is it going to derail me from my goal? Right. Mm. Um, and our goal of course is more union with Christ. Right. And, and to heal the world, right. The other part of the, of the, um, Lord's prayer, we get our daily bread to, to strengthen us, to, um, have the things from heaven done on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that is the part, um, that I think we could do, do better on is correlating. Why do I have my needs met so that I can do the things of God to the people around me? Because, mm-hmm. because our spirituality is not a up down kind of thing. It can be, but it's an up down to through, right. Cause we're supposed right. to, because humans were made for earth. We're not just a ticking, a, a time, you know, just a, just a time down t- ticker till we can go to heaven, right? No, I mean that'll be a reward, right? But that's not that's not our purpose, right? Our purpose is for Earth, <laughs> for now, yeah, for stretching God's kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. To doing all of those things. I'm not saying it very eloquently as it is in my brain, but I'm hoping that you guys, I mean, are- I, I understand what you're saying. I hope everybody else will too, but yeah, the, the idea that if God's will to be done, not just in heaven, but on earth, I'm not saying yeah. it eloquently either, but yeah, we, the world is full of lies and our goal as, because we have our needs met is to help others get to the Lord so that their needs can be met. And met in the way that not that the world can't do, right? The world can't meet our needs like God can. Uh, I was listening to the radio this morning and they had a quote from Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, real, real smart guy. He said, uh, he said, discernment is not the difference between right and wrong. Discernment is the difference between right and almost right. Ooh, I like it. And I really like that too, because, because that's kind of our walk sometimes. I think part of the the temptation is from Satan is he didn't start off saying to Eve, Oh, God is wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. He said, did God really say, so he plants these seeds. It it isn't, we would say, of course, uh, killing a two-year-old would be wrong. But when things get presented to us by stages, suddenly we think, other things aren't wrong. I'm not going to go there. That's another conversation for another day. But the idea being the world will tell us lies that are mostly true, but they'll have a, a kernel of lie. Right. And that's, that's where we get tripped up because yes. if everything was starkly, starkly black and white, you would know, well, I know that's wrong. I know that's false, but if there's <laughs> peppered with truth, it's, no one believes a lie on purpose. Correct. I think sometimes when, especially when there's someone that you disagree with, um, 
often the temptation can be, well, I'm smart and they're dumb. Yeah. Um, because they wouldn't believe this if they weren't dumb. But no one believes a lie on purpose, really. Um, unless you're delusional and that's a whole different thing. But um, I do believe there is such thing as there is a real right and there is a real wrong. Um, and there are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. But if you are in what I uh, perceive wrong, the best course of action is to find out why. Right. Absolutely. Versus saying, well, this is you're stupid and here's the following reasons. <laughs> right. Um, because it takes a level. We talked about this before. It takes a level of trust mm-hmm. for that conversation to happen. Right. Right. I was doing something wrong and I could trust you, Jenny, to come say this is wrong because I trust you. Now, if some Joe Schmo on the street came up and said, you're wrong for the following reasons, I'm going to just ignore them. Right. Correct. Correct. More more likely to, because I'll just think they're a jerk. Right. (laughs) But, but there, but people that are in deceived or wrong, it's not because they're stupid or they want to be evil or they want to do these things often it comes um from a place of care because that's why they believe it mm-hmm. right and i'm not going to get politicky in here but there are different sides on a lot of different issues but if we can come from a thing they probably believe this because they care yeah and well, i you know who else cares? i also care so <laughs> let's come from a place right of caring right mm-hmm. and figure out uh, I have I have an example of this. So I um I used to um I was in in this um uh group called you know the Choir of the Fire. They put on all these big events. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um and um, I was kind of part of that crowd for a little bit in my early Christendom. Um and I got the job <laughs> to deal with protesters, which was the best. Okay. I just that's just the best. I just love to go up to screaming <laughs> people. And be like, what's wrong? You know, I don't know. I just, and I'd see, um, I'd see different things happening. I'd see like the very nervous, like youth pastor, like bringing coffees, but he's like so scared. He's like shaking them all over and he's like, like he's trying to help. Then I'd see the other um, youth pastor who are just screaming at people, right. And just being just the worst uh, and uh, total jerks. See the people ignoring whatever. Um, and so my job was to go and figure out, um, Hey, what's, what's going on? Why are you here? Well, they were here because they thought children were being indoctrinated. Uh, okay. Right. Cause they used a lot of battle imagery. So they're like, they're, so I was talking to these people. They're like, well, you just want them to join the U S military. What? What? No, we are actually an army for the Lord. Well, what does that mean? Right. Oh, right. it's a different, but if they have zero context to know what that means, right. They would believe this. Right. So I was like, Oh, now I know where you're coming from, actually, which is a yeah. place of care. I also do not care for childhood indoctrination, right? So now we have a meeting ground, right? right. <laughs> um, and it was so funny because sometimes I was in the break room one time and someone's like, oh, when did you get saved? And I was like, oh, I'm on staff. But they like saw me um, <laughs> interacting with these youth pastors who are being jerks and being like, stop being a jerk kind of a deal you know (laughs) but but that whole kind of thing of we both did not understand each other's purpose we did not understand where each other were coming from we assumed a lot of things about each other right um which made our interactions more hostile but Mm -hmm. to say oh we actually are both here 
because we believe um, in truth and we believe that people should be able to choose a way, even if we disagree with what that way looks like and we don't believe in indoctrination. So, yeah. hooray. <laughs> now we well, can up your leg, right? Yeah, I agree though that the the misunderstanding is very real happens a lot because we do make assumptions about people's actions or about people's words and one of the things i i I talk about all the time with people here in manitowoc and well actually anyone literally who will listen but is the definitions of words because you and i might say the same word even in english even speaking the same language and not really mean the same thing well, I had this just recently. So my niece is staying with us and she was using the word hater, you know, like don't hate hater. And it made someone that I know really offended, like, oh, like the haters, the worst thing you can be in this world. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you, you understand what that, I, I think you're putting more into that word than it is there. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause you're taking it as a, oh, you hate me. You're a, a bigot or a whatever, Yeah. but really she's 10 and she's just saying, you know, I like this thing. Don't be a hater. You know, like, yeah. it, like it's like, it's literally, it means like nothing. Right? It's very casual. Yes. It's yeah. As opposed to it being you were, yeah, I get that man. But then also not just with definitions of words, but actions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read a lot of books. And so I, in one of the books I just read was, the the main character was was doing this action i think it was just walking up with purpose towards this this situation and they misinterpreted it, it as as aggression where actually he was just in a hurry to like be comforting right and our yeah. actions can be misinterpreted so it is that's why it's so important to have a have a humble spirit right that says yeah. i wonder why I, I got that. So when I, I used to work at a grocery store for a lot of years and um, customer service, you know, working the, the counter, you get all sorts of folks who come up and there are some who came up and they were very, very mad. And, you know, they'd order their, their cut ham or whatever. And, and they'd be very mad about it and aggressive and you just smile and okay, thank you. And you try not to, you try not to respond in kind. Right. Because it could escalate. And I always had to say, it's not about the ham, right? right. There's something else. It's not about the ham. Something has happened in their life or something is going on right now. They're not, they're just frustrated about life right now. And they're taking it out on me because I'm the nearest thing to take it out on. Right. And it's, <laughs> and say, instead of getting mad, well, water's you know, cause I can get mad on my, cause maybe my life, my day has been crappy, right? Maybe the truck was late or maybe we ran out of something that's on sale and oh my gosh, that makes everybody angry, you know? And instead of doing that to step back and saying, okay, Hey, you doing okay. And, and obviously a deli counter is probably not the place to like have that long drawn out counseling session, but sometimes even just to smile and like, I hope your day gets better, you know, or hope you have a good day or as opposed to responding in like kind, but that can happen when any conversation with, mm-hmm. with anybody happens, right. Is it's easy to, to respond like they are right. To, to react and just jump in as opposed to like you did with the protesters. 
hey why are you here like what what's your motivation what's bringing you here why are what's I'm curious what's going on in your life that this is where you're at this is what you're doing um because then you can come to an understanding and maybe you're closer than you think right and maybe you're so not heard about I mean, so, yeah and that's true too that can definitely happen and then you say okay but at least we know whether there's a base right right we know we know where we are even if we're going to disagree correct but then we know why actually we're disagreeing as opposed to mm-hmm. making the assumption before we even chat and you even know is this actually going to be worth my effort right because some people really just want to be jerks correct absolutely and that, and that is their motivation and that's the person you're like okay now i know where you are i'm not going to waste my time further right because it's it, it'll be fruitless correct <laughs> i'll pray for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, wow, we have covered a lot of stuff in uh, a relatively short span of time, all stemming from Proverbs chapter 30. I'm going to read that again just to kind of yeah. cap, cap yeah. our time because uh, we covered a lot of ground with just this these uh, three verses as motiv- motivation. It says this, chapter 30 of Proverbs, verse 7 uh, through 9. Two things I ask of you, Lord, do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Oh, heavens, just reading that again. I got some more stuff in my head, but yeah. we're out of time for today. And so maybe we'll have to have like part two of this conversation, because now I'm thinking of some other things. We didn't even really cover the poverty aspect very much. And there's some uh-huh. things that I was thinking of with that, but, um, but I guess this boiled down, you know, God is sufficient, right? He provides for our needs every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives us enough. He does. He gives us, we enough. don't need to seek more because if it's what we have, it's enough. Yep. Cause God is enough. Yep. Wow. Whew. Yay. Good stuff. Episode seven in the books. Woot, woot. Um, and so, yeah, as we always say, if you have any, pre- uh, comments, questions, queries, concerns, topics that you'd like us to cover. I do, I will say in the works coming uh, this way soon, we will have some interviews um, with some other peeps that are friends of ours that uh, at some point uh, we're, we're working through the logistics of how to make that happen. Um, but uh, just know it is coming. So you won't just be hearing from us all the time. Um, although to be fair, I enjoy this conversation and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Uh, I find Amanda, delightful. Huh? I said, I find us delightful, Jenny. Oh, totally. Very delightful. (laughs) Oh man. I'm, I'm thinking too much. I need to stop and just like call this a day and we'll go from there, but uh, we will catch you guys next time. God blesses us so it can be a blessing to others. And that includes you as well. So have a great day. We'll catch you next time.